0: This is guys how you intro
1: every episode,
0: it's just Joe being disinterested in your current host.
1: No, this is a, so I guess this is how we're going to start this is, oh no, season four episode four or five or something of the art fight podcast here with zag dunsing I think joe five. nolan is here and he's just on the phone he picks up phone calls right before we actually start and, and now he's spinning in his chair as yeah. if that places him in another room <laughs> it doesn't joe and and listen uh He's on the phone with somebody who was our previous guest that is wanting to know when the episode is yeah, airing. Yeah, sure tag
2: you and or I'll just so, give you a text. So, right so it's, it's hard
1: to say time. it's not pertinent. Well, it's either it's either a really good thing or it's a really bad thing. It's yeah. it's like okay, maybe maybe they're like, oh wait, it hasn't gone out yet. Bye okay, bye. great. Can we can we pull that back, please? <laughs> yeah, could you cut that in half for me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That the was part out, where I, that was last night. That was yeah. last week's guest. It's all it's all podcast business. It's all sure. podcast Jesus. business. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I guess we're we're just right into this. Um, welcome, Joe. Welcome, Zach. Thank you. Welcome, Ryan. Um, so yeah, what's what's been going on? Well,
2: uh, I was just on the phone with our our, our uh, guest from last week. So yeah. people, I guess by the time they hear this, they'll know that we had Adam Ross on the show last week, and he was excited to hear the podcast. But we haven't actually put it up yet, as of this recording of this podcast. So yeah. So we, we just yeah, like to, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it. You yeah. want it to be a little rare.
1: How often do you guys put them out? We try to stay around once a week. Yeah, Um, we don't really promise anything to anybody about it, so that you know, if (laughs) we have breaks or lapses, but we do it like you know, and sometimes it stacks up to where it'll be like you know, two and you know, eight or nine days, and Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. I don't know. So it kind of, I think of it as like once a week, though. Doesn't it feel like once a week?
2: Yeah, and I feel too. I mean, we can talk a lot about this, but I feel like, um, I feel like with other podcasts I've done and with this podcast, I learned early that it's like. You know what you got to do? You got to like, you got to sort of like Conceive a schedule, and you gotta fucking stick to
0: it. And if you it's don't, the way it works. you yeah. you
2: As soon as you start skipping a week, skipping a week, mm-hmm. then it's like
0: the whole thing just unravels. It's the same thing with like going to the gym for yeah. me. Hey, if I if right. I miss two days in a row, I will never go back. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, like I literally won't <laughs> go yeah. back for six months, <laughs> right. and then it's like well, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even wow. drive yeah. by it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like fuck that gym. because
0: <laughs> yeah. it's crazy because it does. It really it takes like one. Yeah. One like appointment that I wasn't planning for, and uh-huh. then I'm, I'm done.
2: I'll never, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> never that's go the case. Back. And I think, I think, it mean, it's probably like this. It certainly wasn't like this today when I was driving to the podcast today. I couldn't mm-hmm. get here fast enough. Sure, I'll tell you what, Brian. I could not hear, I couldn't get here fast enough for to hear to sit down here with Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make sure I keep your name straight when I'm looking at you, <laughs> but uh, but I, I, uh, but I do feel like there's times when it's like oh, the podcast, it's like, oh, wait, shit, I got to do the podcast on Thursday. And it's like, maybe you want to move it, but it's like, don't move it. Or, oh, I'm supposed to, oh, fucking kickboxing classes tonight. And it's like, I don't want to go fucking do any kickboxing class. (laughs) But if I do...
0: I know that by the time it's over, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm a yeah. fucking monster. <laughs> actually, well, actually all those things kind of, I feel the same way to me. Like going to the gym, mm. getting into the studio, even if it's just like, whether it's to work on stuff or just like clean up. Yeah. and then Like doing making the, art you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, like making, working on stuff. Uh, and then doing the podcast, like, yeah, it's, a fucking chore Mm -hmm. a lot of the time but every time you're done as soon as you're done you're like
1: hey my life is better because of that
2: (laughs) it is improved because of that also
1: this is not the most uh, miserable taxing experience either so let's just consider that sure we actually speak for yourselves i don't know about you (laughs) but i actually look forward to it and it's like it's one of those things all right it's fine (laughs) well
0: I, i mean i really enjoy um you know, doing our podcast with Andrew, but even even so, like we are on an every other week schedule because it's. Oh. I part of that is my problem because I, I think I like, am probably pretty anal about editing it. Like oh, okay. I, I spend way do that. yeah that's, <laughs> that's we, Brian? smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian's
1: like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <Brian's> <laughs> I spend like, three hours that. on this every time. No, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> no, but really, what it is though is I've I've sp- I've gone down every possible editing wormhole Mm -hmm. imaginable in every possible medium that i can think i can get my hands on Mm -hmm. that has the technology to allow you to go down Mm -hmm. these exponential black holes of decision making Mm -hmm. and i just like i'm uh this is the one of the better things about getting older in my mind is just it's so much easier to be like you know what i'm not Doing that anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, hmm. like even at the expense of the the broader sure. body of like, fuck it, I'd rather move it like the speed of ideas and just go, yeah, and and. And just be, you know, I, I kind of cozy up to the thought of like, I'm never going to be fully satisfied with anything ever. Yeah. So fuck it. <laughs> so like, why, why bother? Bother? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And what? then I can uh. add a nice little icing layer on there uh-huh. of no one gives a shit either. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great, that's a, that's no, a no one's going to care about you anyways. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, yeah. That's,
0: I mean, that is how I feel about it. And I, I'm getting better at that where I'm sort of like, I'll set. I basically like won't maximize the sound bar. So I'm, you know, going millisecond to millisecond <laughs> anymore and I can kind of run through it. But one thing is that, that I've noticed is like, so you guys obviously do it in the studio here, which gives you less options on editing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew and I, he's, he's in San Diego. So we, we talk on the phone, okay. record it individually. So mm-hmm. I have to like, I have to do a lot to it anyways, because it's uh, not, um, do you
2: literally
1: have to edit, edit your parts together? Do in that? Yeah, that a little bit, but okay. it's, it's, you because just have to like a, a clap track or something where you just do <laughs> yeah. something to be like, and click, let's go. And well, then,
0: I got to take a lot of time out of it, is what it is. It's because, yeah. like, when you're, when the way we do it, there's there's a lot more gaps because you're, it's just not as natural of a back and forth. So you're right. kind of like, you can't pick up on those visual cues and you yeah. can't pick up off the other right. guy as well. So you, I end up, um, we both end up, like, spending a lot of time, like, actually waiting for the other person to kind of get a complete thought out or
1: whatever, you can't like it's
0: not as much back and forth. Oh, you know, that's interesting so yeah, you're dealing with like the the little
1: mobile phone delay. Oh yeah, that too. And so yeah, that 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 creates a Uh that sort of small weird via satellite feeling that's just always a little Mm -hmm. it's funny how our brains are so attenuated to uh, natural pauses and (laughs) you know, uh, how dialogue overlaps. The handful times dialogue overlapping, right?
0: The the handful times we have done it in the studio, it's been none of that's really happened. It's just like there, there's yeah. really it kind of you can only cut it together one way, anyways. So that's we been. Uh, we uh, have done probably a third of the
2: shows have involved a guest who's off site. Let's mm-hmm. call it that. So it's a call in thing, and we've got a pretty awkward way of doing it. It ends up sounding okay, but it's definitely. It's more challenging in terms of getting the audio and all that stuff right uh, and just keeping the conversation flowing and natural and interesting when somebody's on the phone. That said, it's also given us the opportunity to not just be limited to talking to like local artists to local me. martial artists to you yeah. <laughs> to people like you Zach I'm, I'm <laughs> on the next
0: seven seven episodes yeah. right yeah. <laughs> that's right that's
2: right <laughs> but we've got but like, no, but like we've been able to reach out to people who are like you know maybe like national figures yeah. in the MMA media or something like that who are you know great people that we are very happy
1: to have access to and be able to talk to but we don't we can't fly him in <laughs> you know but, but the cool yep. thing is that they that, that well here's what i think is interesting is that it means that anybody we we have on the phone i actually think about it uh like there's certain guests that you know or topics or whatever that just wouldn't be very good you know in that scenario but like mm-hmm. when we got robin black on that he just talks nonstop for a living mm-hmm. so you yeah. know to have these kind of binary switches of like open the dam close dam <laughs> wait, wait for the person to respond close dam yeah uh, you know, when you have that kind of thing going, it's you got to have somebody that can just launch and just fucking yeah. go. Yeah, and I'm he's kind of like the Jimmy Page of
2: <laughs> of
1: talking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. Actually, that. I got that wrong because <laughs> Jimmy Page, while certainly uh, good at improvisation, was really a, a structure guy. Mm-hmm. So let's just we have to get fine. But it'd be like the John McLaughlin or the yeah, yeah, like somebody that's just that yeah is playing high speed. Right, fusion music since they were seven. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Robert Fripp of uh, talking, well, <laughs> but, no,
2: that's but that's it, really necessary. But there's there's a yeah, volume thing. There's a there's a, yeah, a an that, intensity
1: and a volume thing. Right, he's he's, <laughs> he's sort of like madden, maddeningly geometric. Uh, i can't figure out sometimes rip yeah i can't oh, yeah. sometimes figure out a like, angular approach well as, I've been, <laughs> as i look back to music that i grew up on you know that at the time was mystical magical superhumans were making it and then you get older and then and things get a little bit more demystified and then you go back with that perspective and listen to stuff and then you're like this is kind of like a again not a gimmick but like sort of a they like got a shtick right and they found something that kind of works right. and then this they just, is all mixolydian scale And, they just kind of, <laughs> you know, and there's definitely god like, damn it like i'm not trying to start <laughs> picking apart king crimson <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> but uh, not on this podcast <laughs> uh, anyway yeah there's actually probably already one <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. devoted to that crimson cast yeah and it's weird they <laughs> the just, king like, of crimson podcast and they just maddeningly repeat the same three sentences over and mm-hmm. over and over again mm-hmm. no um Anyway, I don't I really know what we were talking about, but we were talking about uh, Robin Black, and we tried to make a guitar analogy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, guess <laughs> yeah. We, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do him frip on that, but, uh, but yeah, so it changes how you get certain people. I mean, tell on. me the fusion guitar player you're talking about then. As uh, John McLaughlin.
2: Oh, okay, you mentioned uh, him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can go there. I, mm-hmm. Look, I've got a long, uh, very uninteresting uh, sort of experience and point of view on music with too many notes being played. Mm-hmm so we can talk about it if you want <laughs> but uh but yeah i just think that uh definitely having different production challenges uh on a podcast we i just didn't want them that's why we just do them do everything as simple as possible and like even this setup here like everything I, i'm not even plugged into a computer mm-hmm. it it's it's all just like one time to, to, to tape kind of vibe and, and then it's that's it um we do have like separate channels you know so like i can get you know that but i can't imagine like that's gotta be tough to do you know your your setup well it's i mean it just in the
0: amount of time that goes into it i mean that's the thing like uh, it allows me probably unnecessarily to uh have to dive in and yeah mess well i'm I mean, just to obsess over it yeah. and, and that you know that's probably not necessary i'm thinking about um it reminds me of like the old film editors that would just like cut standing up and just cut rolling like they wouldn't scrub the footage at all they would just run the film and then when it felt right to cut they would do it oh you know like and it probably not say that saved time because everything took a thousand years and you know back then but like uh that's what first. She you know, had to go out and kill the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to kill the animal. <laughs> he had to stretch the skin. Yeah, <laughs> <he had
1: to, laughs> in acetone or whatever. <laughs> you would get letters, letters uh, back from dispatches from out in the prairie about yeah. how the film hunt is going. Exactly. The
2: rushes look great. Yeah, say hi to Ma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I was referring to the,
0: when all the uh, film editors settled the planes
2: <laughs>
0: of consciousness. Really, before we get before we get much further, before, please tell yeah.
2: us, please tell us about your podcast for people who don't know about sure, it. Sure, like okay. what the format is and what you guys talk about. In
0: your yeah, podcast. so uh, it's called Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. <laughs> I'm Zach Dunsing. Uh, if Andrew were here, he'd say, and I'm Andrew Gum pretty much exactly like that (laughs) um we he uh we talk about fan fiction but we talk about it in uh through the lens of like he and i are writers he's my writing partner we've worked on a lot of projects together we i would say are like pretty heavily embedded in the sort of geek fandom nerdy community but like nowhere near the shit that's going on in the fan fiction community which is its own um really really large section of the internet that is is also just like a social media i mean it's a community of people who are playing off of each other and and working through things and playing with ideas in a way that is like totally batshit insane and we so like each week we uh dive in and like find some new well for the first season what we were doing is just getting our feet wet, like diving in, finding new stories. I'd bring one to the table, he'd bring one to the table, we'd just sort of talk about them. And then subsequently, um, we've started interviewing more people about sort of their experience with it and kind of doing, uh, like we have a few episodes where we kind of go into a brief history of like, pre-internet fan fiction or post-internet fan
1: fiction mm. and how and, and for like the fully uninitiated right like in, yeah. si- in simplest terms fan mm-hmm. fiction is what yeah great great question um
2: <laughs> good, good job brian so, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: what i would say before we started the show is that um it is fiction that people write that is based on properties and characters that already exist Mm-hmm. What I will say now so is that it is literally all of the fiction that's ever been written because mm-hmm. there's not like the idea of ownership over a property is relatively new like since publishing oh. was invented mm-hmm. you know I mean you look at all of Shakespeare's works and they're all based on classical works you look at the classical works they're all based on ancient myths like mm-hmm. this this concept of of creating, this concept of creating stories based on other
1: people's characters has existed like since the dawn of time yeah ultimately yeah right so I see what you're saying like the wrapper of domain or ownership from a a publishing Mm -hmm. construct is a relatively new thing ultimately yeah
0: and the only difference I mean we're talking about um, like one of the stories we looked at is uh, like five times as long as the longest Harry Potter book and like you know but it's based on the Harry Potter character no no it's based on X-Men <laughs> but um, like just as an example like it's it, it, it's like do six, the, it, does, it have, does it have a single title like a single work of art it does uh, I think it's okay I'm not gonna yeah, do yeah I think part of it was called Love is for Children I might be getting confused there's several <laughs> well, there, oh, well there's, there is one that's based on Harry Potter that's called uh, We Must Unite Within Her Walls or We'll Crumble From Within that's quite long and it's it's basically like several novels that Mm -hmm. are novel link stories that are each based on a different character from the, from Harry Potter. That's one of the female characters that basically Mm. just like exists in the sidelines and the Ah, shadows of that story. It's very good. And yeah, so that's what we're, that's what we're learning is that sort of at, at worst, what you have is just like totally. Well, no, no. It, in the middle, what you have is like totally insane erotica. At worst, what you have is like indecipherable, like stream of consciousness and yeah. nonsense, yeah. with with like you know, uh, s- yeah, like Wolverine slapped in there somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. and then at Joycean. best, Joycean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joycean, yeah, exactly. And then at, at best, what with you have Wolverine. is like. Really great fiction that just happens to incorporate these characters, some of which has like launched professionals' careers. But really, the only difference between it and what exists—the uh, stuff that it's based on—is like a price tag. Is what these what uh, what these people are making off of it? Mm. And that's one of the driving like questions for a podcast. Is like okay, so if you're you're gonna write a story that for 15 years you're going to be writing this story like continuing to contribute to it (coughs) what drives a person to do that when it's like there's no possibility of any monetary return on it and there's it's not they're not even your characters to begin with. Like you're playing around with somebody else's universe. Like yeah. what drives yeah. that? And that, so that's, I mean, that's like, that's the crux of the show basically. So what it
1: reminds me of actually in in principle in terms of like uh, what would be the artistic considerations within that system and history and, and constraints and and current state and all that. So uh, it, I was thinking about the, the time period sort of in the mid to late 90s where the first wave of sampling culture I think really took hold and uh, there was uh, like Negative Land and other uh, you know like the, the illegal art record label and all that came mm-hmm. up uh, you know famously uh, you know put out like was a home to uh, Girl Talk and some of these other mm-hmm. you know artists that are kind of huge now but but it was really a subversive thing cause, and everybody would contribute or not everybody but most people would contribute under an alias it was like what are you gonna do when you all of a sudden just declare yourself free of the law and you can sample anything you want and make anything you want and know that it's gonna get put on a record and know that it's gonna get put out. You know, all of a sudden, as a young musician, for me, I was like in heaven. This was Mm -hmm. like the best thing ever. And then the records, these compilations would come out, and then they, it would be almost exactly what you're talking about. Like some things would be completely profane and absurd, and some things would be really just like almost orchestral or something really you know beautiful. And then another thing would be something really different, you know. And so it's interesting to sort of be in this illicit media um, uh, form and to see what and, and and that is its own little sort of ecosystem. And it's interesting to see what what things start to brew out of that whether there are certain people that become positions of authority in the community or whatever right it's the sub it's the subculture recipe right yeah yeah and that well, and that's that is the key there
0: because like when we started doing when we started doing research into the history of it it became very clear that we couldn't do a proper history of fan fiction like po- post-internet fan fiction without doing a history of the internet because <laughs> right. that's like so much of it is about the and what is more interesting about it than the stories themselves to me is about the cultures that have grown around it and sort of connected through it because it was um, always like basically since the, the fifties and sixties always was a community of just like trading stories and trading like bootleg information. Um, Like one of the initial things that started it is you had a ton of people uh, in the sixties and seventies, writing tons of star trek fan fiction as you can imagine that basically only disseminated via zines that were being made Uh so there's like a huge rich history around that that's really interesting but what's funny about that is that all the stuff all the patterns and things and and sort of styles and um categories of stories that were being written in those zines like basically got paralleled again uh once like the x-files blogs in the 90s and like the Basically, in the '90s, there were individual sites dedicated to individual shows or, or stories uh-huh. that uh, people were. There were just aggregates of that particular stories um, or that particular properties fan fiction, and then since then, I those see. have
1: all been sort of. Uh, so is that the combined? point of entry? Like, like where it's almost this constellation of uh, God. It's really interesting. So, so. You, would, they, would it be a point of entry to sort of say, okay, I'm really into whatever you brought up, like the X-Men mm-hmm. or something, like I'm, I'm super into the X-Men, mm-hmm. and then that becomes like a sort of a, a jumping off point because you're n- native to the story, and then now you're going to go and, and look at this sort of variation on it, and then you're going to sort of be able to follow it along, but it's all predicated on some common understanding of or place of deviation from.
0: Yeah, well, that gets pretty murky pretty fast because yeah. it's like you have, I mean, you, ha- you have warring parties within a certain fiction of what, I mean, oh, even normally, I mean, even of what's canon, right? Yeah. Like, we have that outside of the fan fiction universe, like, uh, particularly with Sherlock Holmes works, like... Um, Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle but um, (laughs) yeah he didn't write them Uh, or did he who knows Uh, (laughs) Somebody could have pulled it off he he, he would be the one definitely so you I mean you have like a debate of what is even canon within that world so then when you start to like bifurcate that you have what is politely called discourse what is often just called like trolling or flaming (laughs) if you want to go into old school (laughs) trolling so
1: it really is um, um, these embattlement uh, tr- yeah. entrenched positions of and, wh- and what is like what is their claim or how, wh- how do their claims vary are some based on sort of uh accuracy relative like certain truths that should carry through
0: there's, there's sorry, versus yeah, yeah.
1: like almost like a purist and a sort of a uh, more free form we don't need rules man well there's a
0: lot of that which is like okay. one one thing that often comes about is like um I would say that all of the all of the better fan fiction that I've read is stuff that really understands the the rules of the universe they're playing with, or they, the the characteristics of the character they're working with, so that they're just taking that thing that they love and putting it in a situation that they've never seen it in before. But as long as they adhere to sort of who that character really is, it ends up being pretty decent. Um, the stuff that becomes problematic is when they they're literally just like slapping a name and a title onto this thing, and it doesn't really make any sense or the character is doing something that that character would never do um but what you have is you have a lot of debates within yeah sort of that that idea like canon non-canon and sort of what would be characteristic of that character to do but then you also have a ton of debate around like which characters should hook up you know like which ones which ones belong together and which ones don't because you're
1: kind of like playing sims with fiction characters totally yeah so
0: that's that's a huge part of it which is that like uh one kind of idea in the fan fiction world is that like in your your heart of hearts you like only want to see molder with the cancer man instead of scully or like you only want to see scully with Krychek or whatever you know like uh so there's that's referred to as shipping like when you're putting two people in a relationship so what they what what is what happens is what are called shipping wars which is when you have two uh two groups of fans engaged in discourse over like who actually belongs together. Like he would never be with the cancer man. Yeah. He would never be with the cancer Obviously, man. That guy's breath stinks. You
2: don't understand anything about Mulder. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's, Shipping I mean, that's wars. like, that's a, that's that what I would say is one of the most common sorts of conflict that I've come across on, mm. on the, uh, fan fiction. Does site ever that get I most physical recommend. in-person violence? i'm sure it does i mean i don't what doesn't yeah <laughs> i mean <there's, laughs> sooner or later <laughs> yeah, everything yeah it's does. hard to say um just because like i mean one of the key characteristics of this fan fiction community which by the way involves literally everyone you know you just don't know it hmm. um is that it's insular you know is that it's it's anonymous and it's confined to the internet what do you mean it involves everyone i know but uh, i don't know it. literally have a conversation with a random person in your life about fan fiction they will tell you a first or secondhand story about someone they know who writes it
2: okay i there's it's that pervasive yes exactly yeah, so yeah, that was
0: yeah. the first thing so this, this is another reason why we wanted to do this podcast because like i said we're nerds we're writers we've been working on comic <laughs> book for a long time and then we we came across just like the briefest search of fan fiction on the internet like the one one just one of the sites like one of the bigger aggregate sites of this is broken down by category um uh so like the most stories written about the most the most stories written about a certain character so the top two are like harry potter and the avengers and this is also, I think, when I looked at it, it wasn't even just that, it was... The shipping possibilities between those two are oh, endless. endless, <laughs> endless, <laughs> the, the band name possibilities.
1: <laughs> Harry
0: Potter and the Avengers. Uh, the top one with just that, just, and I think it was crossover too, which means when you take any story and then just add another story with it, you know, like, so you cross it over with another property and they both exist in the same universe. So, which is even more specific than like just fan fiction, um, the top one of the Avengers crossover, sixty three thousand stories, like that—that's like just the f- like one section of, of one, one site <laughs> of one you know. <laughs> wow. So if you're
1: just diehard interested in this one universe or one story or line or one thing, one set of characters, whatever, you you basically can read endless iterations mm-hmm. of it and you'll never be able to catch up to what already exists yeah like it's already propelled the the echoes of those initial stories and the, the wake of their impact has now exceeded what you can readily mm-hmm. perceive in one life yeah and that was that, yeah exactly that was like
0: that was the emphasis for the show is that we started looking into it we felt immediately <laughs> out of our, like completely out of our depth and we we're wow, like it's this like is a big like bang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like this is this is such a peculiar feeling like oh. I, we have to explore this more and see like see, just see how deep this goes that's cool. and it goes on forever for that's the record interesting. that's
2: interesting What's one of the things about this like we when we first started doing it it was really Brian and I being like hey, you're the only person I know who likes all of these things I like and mm-hmm. you also just want to watch people beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, this is, I find those things to overlap, but nobody else seems <laughs> nobody to understand that. that. It's like, we should talk about this more. But since we started doing this, it's like all of a sudden it's like, those people are everywhere too. Like there's lots of those people too, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, no, I totally see the relationship between my novel writing practice and my Mm -hmm. (laughs) jujitsu.
0: Yeah. Also, I I forgot to ask before I came on, but at which point in the podcast are you guys going to kick the shit out of me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that happens the second time. got it, got it.
0: (laughs) I
1: I don't, I try not to do any attempts at shit kicking. Have we
2: had, who've we, oh, we've only had Chris on twice.
1: That's the only person we've
2: had on twice, I think, right? I think so. I think so too. And he got he's special so we didn't we didn't make him uh, go through the mm. ring of fire. There's no hazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no hazing. Oh
1: god. Cuz there will be hazing later. Great. <laughs> but like so it, and and so this fan fiction uh, world, this is just one of your worlds. Yes. So is, like just... <laughs> if we zoom back out for a second, right? Yeah. Like what yeah. are, what are the other worlds now?
0: Um so like I said that that guy Andrew and I who's my co-host, we have been working on a comic book. For a while um what's it called it is called what little left what's it about uh so it's <laughs> <laughs> spit it out you thought that the, the title was going to give you an in interview style <laughs> what's it mean <laughs> what is it
1: how long is it can i just tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called dmv style <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, Sit, I'll, I'll get you water in a minute <laughs> 39 once
0: you're sweating uh so it it's so it kind of it swings between um, sort of horror and satire, mm-hmm. but it's basically what, you know what would happen to a group of people in a house if, in the middle of a party, they were all uh, suddenly transformed to an inch tall, mm-hmm. um, and the the answer is some pretty fucking gruesome things is what <laughs> happens to them. So it's like it's a you know it's a sort of post apocalyptic uh, story, <laughs> but the but the the act of the apocalypse is like. A really silly sort of like lighthearted kind right. of thing that actually has like very very horrific ramifications.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like you know I really dig. I think, I mean, you can do a lot of things with with you can do a lot of things with serious graphic novels. Sure. Do you understand? And I think one of the things that was groundbreaking about, you know, say graphic novels in like eighties going into the nineties mm-hmm. or something like this, at least for American audiences was the, the whole idea of like a serious story being told in a serious way within this medium that we normally think of as a thing for children. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that said, I think the beauty of comics, ultimately the beauty of comics or animation is the fact that you can do anything you fucking want. Yeah. If you can draw it, it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, no, I do. It's, I know it's, uh, it's, precisely it's, what you mean. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So I feel. I feel it's like that's. I like. I like this idea because to me that's like. There's lots of times with, you know, where I'll see some work of art or whatever, and it's like I dig the idea. I understand where the person's coming from, but that's not a good idea for a painting. Sure. So yeah. why did you make a painting of yeah. it? It makes me wonder how good of a painter you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the, but I so so I I just love it when when somebody's doing something with the right medium mm-hmm. and you know that because it's one of the only things you can use that medium for that you can't use anything something else yeah. for
0: you know what I mean yeah no totally and this it makes a lot of sense for I mean it makes a lot of sense for this project because one it's the only way we could get it done mm-hmm. first of all and but with one of the, the key things about the story and about um, the sort of hostility of the story is is the environment like what how everything is affected and what what life at the bottom of the food chain looks like Mm -hmm. and uh the i mean the whole when you're looking at something from that perspective like the whole even just of a simple like run-of-the-mill household like everything is just elaborate texture and and uh pattern and craziness so it's like kind of the only way the only way we could do it the way we wanted to was to have this like um we work with a, a illustrator um named harrison cooper who he lives in Portland, but it's like uh, <laughs> uh, he's an incredible illustrator, and he's been working with us the whole way. Um, and the only way to sort of get this idea across was with these like really elaborate, um, really kind of technical black and white illustrations of this environment. Right on.
2: Yeah, I'd say I, I thought that. So, so you, you, and your podcast host are Andrew Gum. You and Andrew Gum are both writing this
0: and then you have a third person who's yep. doing the art well we basically wrote it we've been working uh-huh. on it for four years mm-hmm. and we basically wrote it to we wrote it like four years ago so we basically wrote like 10 scripts and then we mapped out another 20 uh-huh. and then this we've spent the past two years just working with this illustrator getting wow that's a lot that's a lot of writing
1: it's a lot of writing yeah is this the most laborious realm that you've been creative in yeah <laughs> Um, you mean this podcast that we're doing right now? No. <laughs> yes, oh, good.
0: Zach literally just fell asleep for oh, a second. There. No,
1: that was good. <laughs> well,
0: uh, it's hard. It doesn't. All right, so tell us uh, where we can find your.
1: <laughs> just tell us where your fucking website is.
0: All right, uh, I have several. Tell
1: the, tell the fucking people. No, no. It's
0: zachdancing <laughs>
1: Um Bye guys. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> uh,
0: I, well. It's hard to, (coughs) actually, so on top of that, because that, so that's actually, I mean, that's why we started doing the podcast in the first place is because we hit a stall where we couldn't, we could keep writing it, but there was no point because it would be years before we would get to that content anyways, so we've just been working with the illustrator. He's been doing all the work. Oh, I see. Um, so we, but we wanted to keep working on stuff. So that's that's actually what kicked off the podcast. Oh, wow. okay. Um, so do you,
1: do you have, do you, when you do, when you're writing it, scripting it, laying it out, are you thinking of an illustrator and have you aligned with an illustrator prior or in in line in that process? Or is that something where you kind of just do the thing and then look for someone to sort of render it? Um, that, yeah, that one. So we, <laughs> <laughs>
0: we basically, I mean, we had, that's another reason it took so long. I mean, we we spent two years writing it, like I said, and then we were off for a year because we, we were talking to an illustrator that fell through, um, and it just took a long time to find the right guy who... Fucking uh, illustrators, man. God, I, bet <laughs> that's so, I bet that's really sort of
1: fun, challenging, interesting, painful, That just that translation yeah. process because everybody's got... I'm sure if you've lived with something for that long, you have everybody has their own unique picture of what it is yeah uh, yeah and then when it happens it's like you're wrestling with your probably what you thought it was versus what it is now and
0: yeah i mean that was part of it too is that we you know we we illustrated 15 pages the the first issue is like which is all we have currently finished is the first issue it's like uh, i think just shy of 30 pages we got halfway through it looked back at it and then just kind of like had to basically redo those 15 pages again and then finish it mm. um so it's i don't know if it's the most laborious uh project i've worked on but it is the longest that i've worked on a project right. yeah, um, yeah and it i mean if it is ever completed it would be it will continue going yeah. for years Sometimes years. the projects
2: yeah. that go on and on aren't necessarily the projects that you're just grinding on a lot of yeah. times it's like hey you know all of a sudden the elements are lined up and we got fucking 100 yards down the field but mm-hmm. then we couldn't do this because this, and then we had to wait for this. And then, Oh, I wait. When I want to get more money. We'll get more time or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it's like sometimes those things, it's just like, you just got to grab what you can as you can, but it might take a while to get it all done. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now is we're going to start, uh, well, we already have started, um, pitching that first issue to publishers and then That's seeing cool. where what's because we need i mean
2: what kind of publishers would you look at for a project
0: like um that? we would look at image and dark horse first okay, cool. we sent a cold uh pitch to image um never heard back from them uh which is to That's be expected cool, it's cool though it's, that it's it's badass that you're g- getting the thing together yeah. and getting it out there well, and it, knocking on the door image is really cool we like most of their uh content that they put out the thing with that is that it's what's cool about it is that it's like a, almost 100% ownership of like creator owned
2: yeah they just ownership. distribute it for you
0: yeah but there's no money going into it and yeah. that's that's the problem right now is that we we need something. to yeah <laughs> well we need we need so we we have a three-way ownership with our our illustrator currently and we need to be able to pay him to to mm. speed up the process is is
2: yeah that's what of, i was talking yeah. about that's why it's like that's this where could take forever cuz I'm, I've done the same thing where it's like trying to finish the album as soon as I can play. pay my guitar player mm-hmm. we'll get some more tracks recorded
1: so you're like you yeah. know what at this pace <laughs> here's what I'll do I'll stop what I'm doing go to art school and fo- <laughs> focus on <laughs> illustration yeah exactly yeah. I will come out uh, yeah. a ninja of illustration also be an illustrator now yeah. and then I'll just tell, the, tell our illustrator like oh, we're good there's,
2: there's so many things that all of us do in all of the things we're doing where it's like yeah I don't know anybody who's doing anything creative who doesn't have like nine fucking hats on it's yeah. like it's and i think it kind of is the nature of the beast to be like well can i learn how to play the drums too you know yeah. can, I, can i also learn how to run that camera over there you know what i mean and it's like i feel like that's my entire life actually yeah. it's yeah. just it's just putting on different
0: hats to try to find the one hat that is going to make me enough money that i only
1: have to wear that
0: hat ever
2: again
1: <laughs> yeah and, and early on you're like it's not about my identity and then later on in life you're like i don't even who gives a shit about identity <laughs> yeah. like yeah. gives a shit yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. like if I have to do something where I'm wearing overalls yeah. all the time and I don't really I'm not an overall guy mm. but if I gotta wear you could overalls could be an overall guy I could see, I could it. see it
0: really?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: okay well you know what I, I could th- see you with like a
2: straw like a straw coming out of your mouth like mm-hmm. just like a, a thing a sprig of wheat and you're like chewing on the end of it. It's and funny you're, you're giving me directions based on like houses that used to be there. <laughs> I was, I was actually, I was
1: Huck Finn when, That's I, was what I, was six, when I was like five years old or something. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. And my, I remember seeing <laughs> my mom. I had. I remember having freckles, and then trying to. trying to understand, like, mom, like, why are you painting freckles on my face? <laughs> I have <laughs> yeah. freckles. Like, what the hell's going I've on? I've already got it covered. Mom. Extra yeah. freckles. Yeah, Extra. Calm down. Um, uh, I'm going to ask
2: you me. one question about your book. Sure. Uh, there's one thing that I would like to see in a story like this, spider attack. Oh, dude. <laughs> see well, see,
0: you you Two think words but that's like I mean that's like, if that's I may say, easy? that's amateur hour. that's yeah. amateur hour. That's okay. what you would expect to see in a oh, story like this. That's exactly what you don't. That's give exactly me. what we're not okay. giving you. Do I yeah. get to see something small <laughs> attack people now that it's bigger than they? Frantically are. texting Andrew, take out the spider <laughs> yeah. shit. Take out all the like spider, spider on shit. Spider <laughs> <shit>. spay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because so that I mean that's take one of the things. <laughs> that's one of the things we play with is that like so you've seen some version of that in Honey I Shrunk the Kids or yeah the Incredible Shrinking Man. The Incredible Shrinking
2: Man. Yeah a great that's a great practical um, scene
0: but really I mean when it, when you think about it the interest really if if a lot of insects and a lot of smaller mammals like uh, if a new element is sort of introduced to their ecosystem like they, they kind of don't fuck with it mm. um, so we thought that this sort of idea of there being predatory, predatory insects out to get them all the time like kind of didn't make a lot of sense so they're more environmental in the the whole um i mean the house they're in is slowly degrading over time because they can't take care of it anymore so Uh, it's like so the elements are creeping in more and more so they it's more about them being in just this incredibly Mm. hostile environment and less uh interesting sort of specific a more sublime torture yeah Yeah. i like the idea can i have that yes (laughs) you can i
2: like the idea too of like the house like transforming over time. Uh, that's really cool. It's its own character, really. And yeah, that's, that's cool. part of it, yeah. Have you ever read, there's a, uh, a collection of short stories by uh, Ray Bradbury called um, uh, The Martian Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Loosely connected poetic images, in a way, a very weird book, a very great book. But one of the little sections of the book is just about it's back on Earth. It kind of jumps back and forth between Earth and Mars. Back on Earth, they, some kind of apocalypse has happened, and this like automatic house of the future is still going mm. through its daily routine, even though there's no people around. Ugh, heartbreaking. Good stuff. Heartbreaking. Yep. <laughs> 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 You're feeling for the house. <laughs> uh, just the whole thing. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> rough. You sort of do feel for the house. because yeah. it's sort of persona. It's got it's caring for the people who right, are no longer yeah. there. Yeah, <sighs> I'm gonna cry. Man. You got a thing for a house stuff. <laughs> <laughs> got a thing for automatic appliances. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Alexis. Oh, wait. Don't Alexis. Don't, don't, uh, Alexis. Actually, play sticky
1: fingers. <laughs> 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 hey, Joe within earshot is uh so we're in this up with this sort of loft up, up here with the open space down here that's open air to that spot. There's an uh Alexa in there. Oh, And, so and we uh, cannot summon <laughs> Well, not only that, think about
0: um, all the people listening to your podcast later who are going to have their devices shoot <laughs> off and play oh, skinny
2: fingers. That's <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that should Luckily, just be... I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. We don't have any, like, segments or, like, sort yeah. of little things we circulate through topical. That's whatever me. Sure, That's me imitating a friend of mine imitating that like would be his the, father that would be talking the, to
2: Alexis he's always like Alexis <laughs> doesn't understand why it doesn't work <laughs> that, yeah that'll
1: be the uh, yeah that'll be the bit that we can do just at the end of every episode we will turn your Google assistant into a i love it we'll turn on your, everybody's microwave my phone has a dumb thing called bixby and i never talk to mm.
0: bixby i just keep turning off
2: motherfucking bixby
0: i wonder if you were like uh <laughs> if you were like bixby play this podcast if it would get stuck in a feedback loop oh, you know? oh yeah
1: oh wow it creates some sort of an audio black hole yeah dude it just blew my mind oh my god yep. yeah that, more water I, <laughs> <laughs> well so i you know i i think. Uh, I think it's really interesting how uh, every subculture and every sort of deviation from some uh, form or format to another, it seems to be <laughs> like there's something really un- uh, 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 You could almost do like a taxonomy. Like when you were talking about um, going to sort of the main aggregate portal mm-hmm. site that is that whatever the definitive you know uh one is and how they had, you immediately could see by sort of the categorization and and what numbers were sort of in those categories. like in a weird way you got this graphic representation mm-hmm. quickly of just sort of the lay of the land on what's going on mm-hmm. like i think that's really interesting but i, I feel like across all of these kinds of situations there's like a taxonomy to subcultures that i think is really fascinating mm. that I, I keep sort of seeing and that's that's another world well that is interesting because it probably i mean of all
0: like I, the fan fiction community is nothing if not documented, you know. Like, yeah, that, there probably yeah. is a very interesting way to to graph all that information.
1: So right, like because I've seen mm. you know some pretty well at least I don't know when I, when I was in New York about eight years ago or whatever for a time uh, there was some installation or a thing that happened I think at MoMA but it was like a graph just really beautifully done. Uh, almost like infographics but in- uh, graphical representations of, of statistics and, mm. and what not mm. uh, but it was just so far reaching and so crazy and and uh it was really neat actually one of the ones i remember the most was uh it was it was showing like sort of the flight path essentially of people between brownsville and brooklyn and rikers island Hmm. and it was just like this like you could see where the prison population was, was being sourced on a district by district level in this beautiful graphical representation of of what's going on you know so anyway i'm just kind of into the idea of being able to sort of take a temperature of something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's just neat. So so basically all these things have been sort of uh, classified by some sort of um, open body of, like, like are there power systems? Are people vying for organizational power in the fan fiction realm? Are there Ooh. associations or things that are dueling or is there that piece of it? You know I what I mean?
0: Uh, I don't think... I wouldn't say that they're vying for power. There is probably <laughs> um I mean I think there probably is a different tiers of prestige to it like sort of because I know that so when one thing that happened is Andrew and I when we started looking at it we were looking at a website called fanfiction.net which is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um and then we when we interviewed his sister who is actually really embedded in that community, she she made fun of us because she was like, because that was like so old hat that we were on fanfiction.net and not archive of our own, which is the like oh, if see. you're really into fanfiction, you're on Got archive it. of so our you own. You were like checking
1: out MySpace, being like, this is kind of yeah, cool. like yeah. this is cool. You guys see the social media? <laughs> you, turn, you,
0: you
2: open up the page and the music plays automatically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's incredible.
1: Totally, it's incredible. I get
2: this where I express myself. <laughs> yeah, this guy Tom is something else. <laughs> yeah, this guy Tom, super cool, so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so she, so she
0: set you straight, and she's yeah. like, "Guys, oh all, yeah, all the kids are over here." Yeah, pretty yeah. much. um And so that that is that's one thing that seems to happen is that they're like, you know, with any sort of subculture, you have groups that sort of take themselves a little bit more seriously than everybody else, and they're always constantly like branching off and starting their so, own thing.
1: So like, and i definitely, I, I don't want to open up a Pandora's box mm-hmm. here, but. I, I'm really interested, also in the sort of copyright law in general, mm. and, and th- those kinds of intellectual property and all that. And I, have there is there are there any looming threats to that world that are based on sort of the? Because ultimately, the laws will be shaped to favor the people that can gain the most from essentially mm-hmm. ass- assimilating or aggregating or starting to absorb mm-hmm. uh, deeper and deeper into the, the that you know. Uh, anything that mentions the name of these things that they own I would imagine those lines are probably close to being redrawn yeah it's hard to say I mean I haven't I don't
0: know of any like big cases that pertain to this because I think that it's sort of like it is basically like the internet it's a force of nature you know like so I don't and nobody's trying to make anything off of it anyways in most cases and if they are what they do is what's called filing off the serial numbers where you just uh, you just change your characters names and rebrand it that's what um Fifty Shades of Grey is. Oh, it interesting. started as it's a it was Twilight fan fiction, and then she basically just changed all the names and it became its own thing.
2: And everybody knows that these characters are those characters; they just have different names because she filed it off. Yeah,
0: well, and it doesn't matter because you know they base for all intents and purposes they exist in a different universe. So right. that's like you know it's like it's actually interesting too when you say when you when when I think about
2: the twi- the incredible Twilight films. sure. <laughs> and then you think about okay I'm writing I'm taking that universe and I'm rewriting my own plot right mm-hmm. but then if I do change just the names of the places and the people all of a sudden what's left you know what I mean sure yeah you well, know, what's left is a lot of S&M an, yeah <laughs> I understand that no but what I'm getting at is it gets to what you were saying earlier which is that it's all fan fiction yes you know yeah. because what I have left are like uh, a a teen coming of age story. Right. I've got a vampire story. I've right. got a werewolf story, and all that shit goes back to the the the, the mists, the mm-hmm. mists at the beginning,
0: right? The old, <laughs> to, to the old countries. <laughs> That's right yeah exactly so where, where does that line get drawn I don't know I yeah. mean that's, that's what we that's Zach what had no idea this was going to be such a fascinating discussion this is <laughs> so you've, you've never this listened to my great. podcast this is great <laughs>
2: Thank, no I've listened to it I was it. just kidding <laughs> yeah. um, but I, no I dig I dig I dig like this this whole concept of like you know the, the almost like the mythology of like oh well then I made up this story mm-hmm. because it's
0: like yeah you actually don't even make up as much as you think you've even made up no I you mean know, it's like you know there's seven stories you know like with the, it always kind of comes back to that I, I hate Turn to always podcast. try <laughs> to <laughs> reduce it to that um, in our podcast because it's like uh-huh. that because that seems rather kind of obvious of, of the
2: seven stories what's your what's your favorite story
0: Mr. Rogers <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you're goddamn right. It is <laughs> exactly that was sorry. That's that's number eight.
2: That's number eight. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that? Did you like the Mister Rogers it yet?
0: I haven't seen it's, it yet.
2: I say it's overrated. Okay. I understand people love Mister Rogers, but if you do love Mister Rogers and you haven't already seen all this footage on YouTube mm. already, I really don't know what what the fucking
0: fascination but is. But did with it this get, But did it like? Did it get you in the feels? Like did it pull your heartstrings? I
2: mean, as much as Of
0: course it would. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I just, I was, I was less than, I mean, people are like (laughs) mad that it didn't get an Oscar nomination. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Don't you
0: think? I feel like a lot of that is like, is, is people being like, the fucking world is ending. I just need uh, some. Yeah, I
2: just ray want to be comforted sunshine. by a man yeah. with a nice soft sweater. Like this was just
0: like one yeah, unapproachably decent thing in the world.
2: Ah,
1: well, that's very another interesting
2: insight from Zach. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all, you could
1: almost say like that. It actually is the only pure good that has ever existed. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's, yeah. It's well, he, he really, I really do like. I mean, he is one of the that in the sun. I'm not gonna wood. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna wood, but I mean, it's like really. So far, Scandalous. he's like the pure like that guy was the sweet man who really cared about you mm-hmm.
1: when you were a little kid, yeah and that's actually, oh who my he gosh, that was so nice. I just had a flash of horror in my mind. I thought <laughs> I thought, what if Mr. Rogers got me too'd? I, yeah, that yeah. would be awful. yeah. No, no, it wouldn't be awful. Our
0: fucking country
1: would collapse.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the one. It's all time. we have. It's, it's the, the only thing, thing tethering us all thing. together just right now.
2: we are holding onto the hand of a <laughs> tiny <laughs> tiger puppet. <laughs> 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 I just over the cliff and there's a tiny little tiger going. Hold on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's basically it. I think that that's, that's as good as anything can be in the world. Yeah. And we're what, just going to be forced to reconcile with that. What about your
2: mural project, project that's coming up in? in oh March? yeah, is that right? Yes. We've talked about what you're March. doing. We're talking about what you've what you've done and what
0: you're trying to finish with your comic. But what's coming up? What's coming up? Yeah. So that is actually probably the most laborious thing that I worked. I'm working on it for the mural. The mural. Yeah. It's at um, Fort Houston, which. We didn't really talk about, it, but I'm also not really mm-hmm. super involved with anymore, so it doesn't. Uh, but that's
2: really a matter. that's a work uh it's workspace maker space yeah. maker that you founded here in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, helped
0: start um, with a couple of guys, uh-huh. the two owners, Josh and uh, Ryan, who still run it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool place. I'm you know very happy for located in our Wedgewood Houston Arts District. Mm-hmm. There'll be an opening on Saturday, but um, for a different show, for a different show, yeah. So yeah, it's a cool thing. I've I've just been I just. Uh, staked off One of the walls there And just been painting on it For the mm-hmm. past Almost two years Yeah yeah And I'm gonna finish it I've seen it uh, Have you Have uh-huh. you been by there Okay
2: Yeah yeah I was there What was I I was there for an uh, event I went by there one day because I was just visiting Bob out at the art shack. Oh, cool. And then I went in there another day because there was like an event y'all did that was like one evening and I don't remember what it was exactly for.
0: Maybe one of those Metro Arts things or something Something like that. Something like that. And
2: there was, you guys had an exhibition up and there was some food and some drinks and stuff. But uh, And I was pointing everything out to Antonia because she hadn't been in the new space. Cool. They moved there when? Two years ago? A couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, at least
0: that because like, yeah. It, it, it probably six months before yeah. I started. Doing I would the call. I would say that's the third location
2: because the first yes. location would have been the brick factory, right?
0: No, third. Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, brick so station Then the old uh, connected to the chestnut scene, right? Yeah, building's no longer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And now this location, Fort Houston three. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
2: So you're gonna have a huge mural that's gonna be inside. And that's going to be first Saturday of
0: March It will be your big reveal. March 2nd, yeah. And I got to finish it by then, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get off the
2: air yeah. then so we can get
0: back to painting.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, so um, in all actual seriousness, can you just tell people all the places they can find you? Uh, right here at this table. Right.
0: Um, yeah, so you can find my personal website, which kind of sucks, is ZachDunson.com. Um, Spell the- your name. Oh yeah, right. Z-A-C-H-D-U-E-N-S-I-N-G um, And we'll put it in the show notes Our, uh, You can find Fanfiction, the website is at, uh, fanfiction.show You can find us online at, at fanfiction.show. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, our Instagram and Twitter handle? And
2: how many seasons have you all done?
0: We've done two. We're about to launch three on February fourteenth. There we go. Perfect. We have- Valentine's Day. That's Valentine's a big, Day.
1: Oh, I can Check feel, it in, I big, I can feel it in my heart. Big can feel it in my heart. Big v Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No pressure. No pressure. It's <laughs> just can, can be- you imagine the shipping wars on a day like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Joe, for coming. Thanks, Zach, for being here. Thanks, guys. And uh, Please come back. Um, you know every couple of days now just you need to get uh, the satisfaction of seeing very poor editing done (laughs) uh, which is what we're doing here hey thanks a lot appreciate it guys later
2: Okay guys, I love the Art Fight Podcast and I listen to every episode even though I am a robot trying to sound like an actual person. I know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going. How can I help?
1: Go to anchor.fm forward slash Podcast. Click on the button, the big old button that says support this podcast. And once you get there, you'll have three options. You can just choose the lowest level. You're going to pledge 99 cents a month to, to our production and and help us out again anchor.fm forward slash art fight podcast click on support this podcast all right thanks everyone